Welcome to Authentic Conversations with Ryan James Miller. Join Ryan as he speaks with top business leaders and influencers and hear how they've mastered the art of authenticity to achieve all that they dreamed of. As you hear from these leaders, seek not only to be inspired by their authenticity, but to strive for and master your own. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the podcast. I have with me today Jen Kennedy. Jen is a coach to coaches. I see that she has some wizard wizardry going on her social media uh, as it relates to driving success for people around Instagram. Uh, I know she's uh, been big in the fitness space in the past, and she came highly recommended by a good friend of mine, Andy Neary. Uh, Andy was a guest on the podcast. Gosh, years ago, I feel like at this point. And uh, Jen and I have been trying to catch up. She was gracious enough to reschedule a couple of weeks ago when my daughter was going through graduation, which was awesome. So I think we're already off to a good start, right, Jen? <laughs> I would I would think so. Yeah, I think we're off to a great start. A couple of amazing conversations. It's, I'm super pumped to be here. Yeah, we just got to hope that we can replicate those great pre-conversations yeah. into this one because if not, people are going to be like, what the hell went on earlier to make you think that this was good? <laughs> yeah, so true. Yeah, when the pre-conversations are better than the conversation, you're like, oh, we missed the boat on this and we should have recorded that one. I know, I know. Okay, so um, I always do just, you know, really light intro around, you know, kind of awesome. who you are. So why don't you just open that can of worms a little bit? So what is it that you're into and doing on a professional level um, that gets you the term, the coach to coaches. I mean, I kind of made that up, but. No, I, I, I'm vibing with it. I'm like, okay. I'm going to write that down and, you know, like put that on the website or something. That's amazing. Yeah. All so right. I'm Jen Kennedy. I'm super pumped to be here. I, I Yeah, I am co the coach for coaches. So I coach online entrepreneurs, online business, like really business coaches, online nutrition coaches, anyone who has an impact-driven business that wants to be in the online space, I help them grow their impact and scale their income as a result. My number one belief, and I'm trying to like, I'm trying to trademark this, but it's a little long. So my number one belief is that when you have, when you're an online entrepreneur and your, your impact, your business is driven by impact, the more impact that you make in the world, the more income that you make. And so let's mm -hmm. be honest, I strongly believe we are all here to make a dent and to be that change and to shift and help and change people. And so that's exactly what I do. And I, this is not, this is not plan A. So a woman here, like a type A perfectionist planner of like, no, I've got the plan and I'm going to work my tail off to make that plan happen. Plan A was actually becoming a principal. So I was a teacher for eight years and the only, the, I, I loved every aspect of teaching. I was elementary. Okay. Wait, what grade? What grade? Oh, yeah. You name it. I did it. It was kindergarten, first, second, special education resource room. And then I was an interventionist to try to, my, my number one goal was to teach kids to learn so that they didn't have to go into special ed. And then I was an aspiring principal. I have two postgraduate degrees in leadership and administration. So my number one goal was impact more people, which the only way I knew how to do it at the time was to just become a principal, right? Because sure. instead of impacting 20 people, you impact 420 people. So yeah. I was running PDs, the professional developments. I was in teachers' classrooms coaching. And that was my, my job before I stumbled into entrepreneurship and do what I did now. Okay. So uh, already it's hilarious to me because <clears throat> first of all, 
anybody that has endured teaching children yeah. <laughs> uh, is somebody to be reckoned with. So uh, I'm a pastor of a church amongst yeah. you know, many hats I wear. And uh, when I first had an opportunity, uh, when I first had a desire to want to start teaching uh, in yeah. church before I became a pastor, um, the children's ministry director came to me one day and she's like, hey, you know, would you be open and interested in teaching uh, in our youth? And I, it was like, uh, third grade, no, kindergarten through third grade. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I had little kids at the time, but I'm like, you know, that's just not my audience. I'm like, let me, let me, let me think about that. So I go to another one of my friends that was a, was a pastor that yeah. I really looked up to love dearly with. And, uh, and I'm like, Hey, you know, this is what she asked of me. What do you think? He goes, look at, he goes, you have to do it because if you can teach kids, yeah. you can teach anybody. It's and Oh my gosh. I mean, he was never more right because keeping the interest and attention and excitement <laughs> of kids is gnarly. But I think oh, yeah. it's even harder and, and probably something that you now have just gotten so good about being able to do to, with adults is to, to articulate a point and to yes. get children engaged in a way that you can get the truth across, mm -hmm. but in a way that they understand takes a lot of mental magic, right? And oh, it yeah. just, it takes a lot of um, uh, reflection and clarity and repetition. And so if you can get that down, I mean, we do deal with a lot of children, even though they're hiding in adults' bodies anyway, but like, sorry guys, if you're one of my clients, that's not you, it's somebody it's else. Kind of is. <laughs> right? It's so crazy how that conditions you so well to that. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I didn't even realize it because I was a nutrition coach first before I started coaching coaches. And a good friend of mine was like, do you understand how good of a teacher you are? Because I was taking like the most complex issues of the human body and weight loss and breaking them down. And I didn't even realize that that was my, I always ask myself, what's my God-given gift and then who needs it? And I didn't realize that that was my God-given gift. I'm like, I was not a teacher for no reason, but yeah. I also wasn't a, an, an interventionist or a special education resource room teacher working with kids with learning disabilities whose the teachers were like, they can't do it. They can't learn. And I was like, Oh no, 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 mm. they can. And I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure out how the mind is working. And it's, it's the reality is the adult, like adult learning theory and helping, helping adults. I, I always used to tell teachers, they'd be like, well, I'm teaching it. And I'm like, but are you? Cause teaching means that someone's learning and someone's life is changing. Mm. And so I take that into my business all the time of, I can teach anything. I don't care if I teach it. My, my job is that it lands and that mm -hmm. your life changes and you change something because of what I've taught you. And I think the online space and just, just in the world in general, you know, we're, we're living in a world where we have access to, you name it, I can figure it. It's Googleable. I can Google anything, yep. Yep. but is that information going to change and transform my life? And that's the power of what we do and the power of podcasts. So, Cause that is it. We just, we get to teach in a way and it, it it's, teaching a way that changes people's lives. And I'm so grateful that I did that, that this was plan B and that I listened to my gut yeah. when this was plan B. Actually, this was really probably plan C if I had to think about it. <laughs> and that, you know, that I'm, I'm get to use my God-given gift in that way because it's, it is a gift. Yeah. And, and, and something you said there is so important for people to hear, which is, you know, the desire to learn the desire yeah. to grow, right? Like um, when people come to me and they're like, Hey, can you coach me? I'm like, well, do you want to pursue whatever it is you think you want to pursue? I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> do you really want it? Because I'm not going to teach you anything that isn't out there to be taught. As a matter yeah. of fact, like what I try and do, and I know that like th this is the uh, approach of, 
you know, a lot of coaches is I'm trying to bring out what's already inside of them, right? And get them yeah. to articulate it and get them to understand it. But it's like, you have to have that desire. And too many people think that there's just going to be band-aids put on, or if I just opt into this program or process or yeah. buy this thing that I'm going to be successful or fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, mm-hmm. you got another thing coming, right? Oh, gosh, yeah. Because it's, you know, we're looking for, we see these people who are more successful than, than we are ourselves. And it's like, oh, they must know something that mm-hmm. I don't know. Or he must have the magic ticket or like the, the magic solution. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like it's, it's, it's my favorite leadership, which is the degrees that I had that I've worked in my business is, you know, the definition of a good leader is someone who can unlock the greatness in somebody else. And like that, that's really what it is, is we get to say, Hey, you have it within you, but we're just going to bring it out together. And then we're going to teach you how to use those gifts and change the world in the way that you want to, because it's not, there's no magic answer. If it was, if there was a magic answer ever, I would have sold it. We would have sold it, right? We'd be making a lot of money off of it, but there's not, it's, that's not how change happens. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, is interesting that you say that because um, in both of the industries that you serve, and I kind of want to walk through those, but in both of the industries you serve, which, you know, was first in the health and nutrition space, health and wellness space, and then even into now the online space, Mm -hmm. um, there is so much, there's no other way to say this. There's so much bullshit out there, right? There is just so much like just follow this program, right? Do this thing to lose 10 pounds tomorrow, right? In the health and wellness space. Or, you know, everybody's on the, and I don't care where you land here, but everyone's on the keto train. Just do keto and, you know, Mm -hmm. you're going to be, you know, just ripped Mm -hmm. and da 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 right? So that's that space. It's just, there's so much nonsense. So weeding through that's hard. Then we get into coaching in the online, and then online. And I mean, I get pitch crap all day long. Mm -hmm. And I, they could be the most reputable, amazing, results-oriented organization, and I just don't believe them because yeah. there's so much garbage out there. So breaking yeah. through that noise is so hard to do, right? Yeah. Well, and we're living in a world right now where, and really always, but especially right now, where trust is really hard. Mm. And trust, I believe, whether you're online, whatever it is that you're doing, trust is the number one thing that you have to build with people. Mm-hmm. Because I can say anything. You can say anything. We can say anything, but it's like, can we really trust you? But you're, I mean, there is, there's so much bullshit. And unfortunately, like, you know, just because it's online, just because Google said it doesn't mean that it's reputable and that it's real. Yep. And it's like that in the, in the nutrition space. It's right like that in the online coaching. It's like that with any space right now. I mean, even a lot of products, it's, yeah. it's just, that's the reality of it. And so we kind of have to, to look inward and ask ourselves, like, what do I need and who can help me get there? And, and then how can we, you know, how can we take the space and make it better? Because yeah. like I, I'm not okay with the online space being full of it. Like I've I've t- I've talked to so many entrepreneurs who they've got impact driven businesses, right? I only work with people who want to make more of an impact. They've got impact driven businesses. They want to help people. They want to change the world. They see this problem that they want to solve, and they obviously like. Let's be honest, they're entrepreneurs, so they want to make money while doing it. And they come to me and they're like, "Well, I hired this business coach, and I invested you know ten thousand dollars in this program, and I didn't get anything." And like. I get sick to my stomach. Like, I'm like, oh my, like the hopes that someone has that they're going to, this is going to be it. This is going to be the thing that helps. And then it's just failure after failure after failure. I'm like, why is this okay in the world? Like we we have to stop that. We have to cut through the bullshit, cut through the noise and like get people these results that we want. Cause that's, that's, that's what it should be. Yeah, no, absolutely. So how or why or what led you to leave education and yeah. step into coaching in the first place and why the health wellness fitness space yeah my so 
it, like I said, it was a complete stumble. It was not the plan. Uh, I was, when I stumbled into it, when I became certified as a nutrition coach, the only reason I got certified is because I, I wanted more information about my body. Like I was, I had recovered an eating disorder for six years, all through college and a couple of years after. And I had overcome the eating disorder on my own through mindset work, through finding an exercise modality that actually like showed me strength and not like, Hey, let's exercise to look better. I realized okay. my self-worth was in all the wrong places. Mm. And I developed myself and I genuinely believed that I, I didn't know that anyone else was struggling with it. You know, like mm. typical yep. type A human and my family always was like, we don't talk about our problems. We sleep them all under the rug. Yeah. So I just thought like I was the only one. And then when I started competing in CrossFit and doing some things locally and going to a new gym, a lot of women just literally just started asking me for help. Like, Hey, how did you lose that weight? Or, or what are you doing that? You know, I was sharing my journey on Instagram. So like, mm. well, what are you doing there? How are you doing that? And people just started asking me to help them. And what did I know how to do? I knew how to teach and I knew how to help and I knew how to lead. And so I just started helping and yeah. I got certified for myself. But then I was like, wait a second, I actually know this. And I just, I just, the business just started that way. Mm. And I was doing both. I was teaching and doing that. And I was loving both. I loved every second of teaching. When I left, I cried. I was like, what, what am I doing? I still go back to visit. Well, before COVID, I went back to visit the kids and, and the staff and, and I left because there was more opportunity entrepreneurship. I started realizing that the I actually could create a life that I wanted. I grew up with a lot of scarcity. My parents divorced when I was five. We did not have money. We could not go out to eat. We could not go on vacations. And so this life of like having actual money that you could spend was so just like gray for me. Okay. And um, I realized that I could. Like I saw people that were doing it and I was like, well, they're no different than I am. So if they can do it, I can do it. And so I hired my first ever business coach and he helped me build the business side. Cause what I didn't know how to do was business. Sure. <laughs> it was yep. not at all. And then I called my last school year and then I left one year ago. It was one year ago from right now. That's when wow. I left the job. Okay. And so, and that was nutrition coaching or on yep. the fitness side. Okay. So nutrition, it was nutrition, yeah. Nutrition and lifestyle and mindset work. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See now I knew that we like jived in different ways when we <laughs> talked earlier, but now knowing that, so do you still CrossFit? I do. Yeah. Is your gym still calling it CrossFit? Uh, no, no. Oh. Well, it's now it's up in the air, right? Yeah. Now yeah. it's now it's like who's owns it and what's it going to be? Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Our good friend owns a CrossFit gym, so we we okay. You, yeah. I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. So uh, I have uh, since a friend. Uh, so I was a cyclist, uh, okay. and uh, in 2011, 2012 ish, uh, I was introduced yeah. to CrossFit by a friend that was a captain of a firefighting. Uh, unit. And uh, so he had a setup in his garage. So that's where I started. I joined a nice. gym in 2013, uh, did some local competitions, 2015, yeah. 2016. I was vying to qualify as a master's athlete in 2017 and 18. Yeah. Uh, and then I just decided that at 42, I'm just too old for that crap. It's just so uh, <laughs> it is so much work. I know. Yeah. 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 That's all. Yeah. See, CrossFitters know each other. We just yeah. know it, it is. Well, you know what's, what's really interesting? And I think again, like, you know, our life and what shapes us to be the person that we are right now, which then yeah. enables us to serve the people that we do is all the series of events. You know, I heard you talk about, um, you know, your parents divorced when you were five and all the struggle. Mm -hmm. My parents divorced when I was six. Uh, my dad, uh, in the, you know, left, left my mom, my brother and I with little to nothing. Yeah. Uh, we saw him on the weekends and had a ton, but at home, um, yeah. we really struggled. My mom worked two and three jobs. So like that shaped so much of me, you know, yeah. all through, we, we take all of those things, even all the way up to the way in which you have to, you know, if you truly take fitness seriously in the CrossFit realm, you know, the way you have to approach 
approach that, the mindset, appreciating the process, working on technique, practice, Mm -hmm. like that translates into so many other things that, uh, you know, it's just, it's awesome to hear when other people take that mindset and mentality and bring that into the world of coaching in other areas and things like that. You know, I love that. You see guys like, you know, Ben Bergeron that, you know, are doing that kind of cross-contaminated and Jason Kalipa. And so it's great to see that there's people that are taking that in the CrossFit world and bringing that into other places. Yeah, because it's it's so much more, right? It's a concept, and and if I had to think of a theme, and probably for you too, our upbringing is our upbringing is really similar. My also, you know, I have got alcoholism that runs strong in my family, and on top of it all, and I think that probably attributed to a lot of my early twenties drinking phases of my life. My dad is actually sober for 11 years now. So wow. he, he was like, we're done. Like that's, that's, that's a story that's done in our family. But if you think about even what CrossFit brings is the concept of, so there's this challenge and no matter what, I'm going to overcome it. Right. Like in that, our mind, our mind literally has to be stronger than our bodies. Our mind has to be the thing that gets us through. And that's with anything, with business, with relationships, with, with life in general. It's just, that's the constant theme is there's one thing is always for sure is that change is going to happen and hard times are always going to be somewhere on the horizon. And you get to choose every single time. Am I going to run away because of fear or am I going to dive into this and become that next version of myself at the end of this? And that's, that's one thing I think CrossFit didn't, I didn't even realize I was getting those lessons, right? And same thing with our upbringing and our families, you don't realize it until you sit there and you're like, wow, how did I get here? (laughs) Like, how how did this all happen? And I'm grateful for every, every single piece of that journey. Yeah, no, it's so awesome. So you, you, a year ago, jumped full-time into coaching. That's yeah. fitness, fitness coaching in the beginning. Uh, and then you make this transition into being really laser focused on business professionals, business leaders, online entrepreneurs. So when did that happen and, and, and why that shift? I mean, I can kind of see the trajectory happening, yeah. but like, <laughs> why, why did that then take place? Yeah. Well, funny enough, right. About, about probably nine months ago, people came to me and asked me for help. Like Jen, how did you build, you know, my nutrition business was, it was a successful business, which a lot of people kind of do it as a hobby. And then they take the leap and they're like, but I thought this was going to be easier. And mine, mine was just, it was a successful business. I had a few different programs and I'm all about human connection first and all about helping people. And so because of that, it was successful. So I had friends, I had actually 12 of my nutrition clients became coaches. Their transformation was so great inside and out that they became coaches. And they all were like, can you help me? Can you help me build the business? Can you help teach me? And so what did I do? Same thing as before. I just started teaching them. The only thing I know, I mean, I know how to do a lot of things, but my God-given gift is teaching and leading. And so I just started doing that. And then I formalized it actually right when COVID-19 hit. Wow. So really recent. Oh yeah. Back in it. What was that? Beginning of March was when- Perfect time, by the way. Good yeah. Job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it. But truly like my, one of my mentors is always, cause this, this was not in my brain. In my brain was when there's hard times, you run away and you hide and you just, you just ignore it till it goes away. So my business mentor was like, you have to see the opportunity, whatever is on the table, there's an opportunity there. And so I, I actually was in LA and I flew home in that Monday that I landed, Michigan shut down, like everything shut down. And I waited a week to kind of just listen to my, my gut and tell like what, what, what were people having a hard time with what was going on. And so I launched one last program of my, um, my nutrition program because I just, the thought of women being stuck at home who already have a bad relationship with food and who already are struggling with 
binging and just their self-worth. I just could not fathom not doing a last round of the program. And then literally the next week I pivoted, I did webinars and I taught online entrepreneurs how to truly like bulletproof their business and how to recession proof it. And I pivoted into what I do now, which is the impact income Academy is the main thing that I do. And so I help, help business owners grow their impact, scale their income as a result. And it's, it was wildly successful. Never in my life did I think that what I just did was going to happen. My, I set like a super soft goal and it was like, that was, that was funny. That was cute. I set a very safe goal. And so I, I pivoted into it. And so now I, I have, I help 22 people in my program. And then I've got three people that I help with one-on-one and I won't take any more than that one-on-one. Cause I, I strongly believe that we need to build our life and then build the business around the life that we want. And so that's what I, that's what I'm doing right now. And so it was not very long ago that I did the pivot. Wow. That's, that's awesome. I mean, so, you know, going back through stages of my business and seeing yeah. where, you know, I took baths, whether it was in the professional world, working for somebody else or for myself, you know, we all see in hindsight that uh, the greatest opportunities and really the greatest growth we have is always in the midst of the deepest challenges. Like Ryan yeah. Holiday's book, right? The obstacle is the way, like there's yeah. just such an opportunity. And it's interesting, you know, you say, which I can totally see how we see this challenge or opportunity and we're kind of yeah. conditioned to run the other way. Mm-hmm. And even if people won't admit all the way to that, it's at least a freeze, right? And, yeah. and it's, it's such a shame because even now, like we're still feeling the impacts. There's, there's a good possibility that we're going to go back into, or at least somebody, people are going to try and attempt to go back into some version of a shutdown, yeah. which is going to regress some people again. And it's like, are you looking for the opportunity here? Not to be opportunistic, yeah. but are you looking for the opportunity to grow yourself to expand or are you just trying to ride this thing out because if you ride this thing out like you're going to drown. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you're you're going to you're going to drown, you're going to struggle. And that's like the the reality of what we said earlier is that the hard times are always going to be there and you get to truly ask yourself who do I want to be during this time? But then the other, I think the best part is who do I want to be when this time is done? Because mm-hmm. I told myself when, when, when COVID hit and I knew what this was, you know, what, what was on the horizon with a recession and everything coming, I asked myself, who's the woman that I want to be when all of this is done? And I had a very, very clear picture of who that was in my head. And I was like, mm-hmm. all right, let's go. Like, like, let's go, let's do it. And I think that you know, with anything, whether it's building a business or just growth and self-development, it's, are you able to look at any time and see what's the silver lining? What, what are the opportunities? Like look at it in an optimistic light. Now, obviously be very real, right? Mm-hmm. If, if COVID-19 hit and what did we do? We looked at, okay, are, are we burning too much money in the business? Are we burning too much money in our personal life? Like mm-hmm. where do we need to cut back? And then we, we saw the opportunity and we, we yeah. took the opportunities. And the reality is Bedros Koulian is one of the people that I listened to like nonstop in my head when I first became an entrepreneur. I needed that like masculine energy and that like, that like pump up. And he always says, if you can solve someone else's problem, then you have a business. If you can pro- solve someone else's problem, then you can be an entrepreneur. And it's looking at it and asking, do my God-given gifts line up with what this problem is in a way that I feel passionate to help? Mm. And at the time I was like, absolutely, I do. A hundred percent. You know, people, I, I couldn't think about the fact that there are people, there are entrepreneurs who have a business that's based in helping people and how many people they couldn't help 
because of the fear of COVID-19 or the fear of a recession. And like that, that I'm, I'm not okay with sitting back on that one. I'm not okay with sitting back and being like, Oh, great idea. Too bad you weren't able to help more people because you got scared. Like fear yeah. is just a natural part of life. It's always going to happen. I'm sure with like all of your business endeavors, I'm sure there was fear at every single corner. Oh yeah. Well, well, you know, I, I had, uh, I was hosting a webinar a couple of weeks ago and I was taking live Q and A uh, and one of the things, uh, so it was on mental toughness and mm-hmm. how to develop that muscle, how to endure, da, 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 da. So I get kind of towards the end and somebody, and, and, and she asked a great question or kind of made a great statement. She said, gosh, you know, um, you know, this was also great. I wish that we could have heard this at the beginning of COVID. And so I kind of reset for a second because I didn't want to come out too hot. And, (laughs) and then, you know, I said, I said, that's actually a part of the problem is that we're, we're looking to take what we're learning and apply it in hindsight, like as if I would have known, whereas what we don't realize is it doesn't matter what's coming. Like we are going to experience over and over again small little you know pebbles that we have to jump over and massive mountains to climb and we need to be prepared for those and the unfortunate thing is too often we are sitting on our heels when those things hit us and then we throw our hands up like oh my gosh i didn't expect that yeah how you don't expect adversity to come yes. after you've lived any piece of life is crazy to me at this point yeah I kept saying, I said this to my husband over and over and over. I said, thank God for all the mindset work that we do. Cause we're constant, we're constantly reading. We're constantly listening to podcasts separately. And then we come together. What'd you learn? What are you learning? Like the topic of conversation in our family is centered around growth and like where, like what we're proud of, what we're grateful for every single morning. What are you proud of? What are you grateful for? It's just what we do. It's just a part of our routine. And I said to him, because all that mindset work that we've been doing, that was spring training. And then now we're in the world series. Like that's like, we trained for things like this and that's why we do that work. And the big thing is, is, you know, a lot of people say, I wish that I would have done this in the beginning. It's like, okay, well, if you didn't get the outcome that you wanted, you got the lesson that you needed. So where are you going from this? Like right now, what are you taking moving forward? Because this isn't, if it's not COVID in the future, it's going to be something else. Like what are you going to take with that moving forward? Always. I mean, I always say like, I, I went through a, massive devastating travesty in uh, 2017. Mm -hmm. And I always say when I talk about it now, like I hope and pray that that's the worst thing that I will ever experience in my life. And yet I can't bank on it. Yeah. Right. And, and again, like that's not a doomsday outlook. Like that's not pessimistic. I'm very optimistic about looking forward in life, but the reality is, is we just don't know. So Mm -mm. Uh, okay. Uh, there was something you said now, I, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes ago that I heard <laughs> that I was like, okay, I got to go back to that. So you said something earlier that I would love to hear kind of how you unpack this and how yeah. you're measuring this. So you said something to the effect of like, I need to make sure that I build my life and not just build my business. Mm. Like it was this idea yeah. of like that the structure of life is set up appropriately, not just yeah. like so focused on the business. And as an entrepreneur, that's a brutal thing to do. And that's really hard to divide. So yeah. I would just love to hear kind of your thinking behind that because I heard that and I'm like, oh, got to come back to that. Yeah. Well, I learned that lesson the hard way. Shocking, right? We always do. <laughs> the most pivotal lessons in our life are learned the hard way. So I learned that lesson back when, 
gosh, it was probably October when I was building, building the business, right? I was taking the only thing that I had at that point in time in my business was one-on-one nutrition coaching. I was building it. I was building it. I was building it. I was at this point in my business where it was, I mean, the, my monthly reoccurring revenue was the highest it had ever been. It was about 17,000 a month reoccurring. And I was like, this is amazing. I can't believe I'm making this much money as an entrepreneur. Like this is insane. Like coming from a teacher, you know, you make like, you know, 50 grand and like maybe you climb up one little more step of like an extra $25, like, you know, a year. And it was just, I I couldn't, I couldn't believe I was able to create it. Mm. But then I, and I was ecstatic. I was over the moon, but then I was traveling for masterminds and I was like, had anxiety around the fact that no one was going to answer my emails. I, my husband would be like, Hey, like, are, are we, are you going to eat dinner with me tonight? Cause like the last five nights you said you were going to like, are we not going to work on a Sunday? And I stopped and I was like, I, I, this is not what I thought life was going to be like. Like, this is not what I thought it was going to going to be. And you know, the finances were great, but I was, I was, I was completely miserable. And a friend of mine, you know, walked up to me at the mastermind that I had met and he was like, you know, I just, I'm just sensing something with you. And I just, I feel like I just need to say this. Are you building your life? Or are you building your business? What's coming first? I'm like, well, I'm building my business. And he's like, and are you okay with that? I'm like, yeah, of course I am. And he's like, yeah. So let me tell you, he's, th- this kid is 21 years old. Okay. 21 years old, has a, a multiple six figure business. He's, a, he's wise beyond his years. And he right. said, everyone looks at me and says, wow, you're so successful for a 21 year old. And he says, that's amazing. Why do you think I'm successful? And they always say, well, you're, I mean, you have a multiple six figure business at 21 years old. Like, well, you know, I know what I was doing when I was 21 years old. Yeah. And you know, and I, and he said, he, is it, his answer is always the same. I'm not successful because of multiple six figure business. I'm successful because I can ski every single morning in the winter. I can water ski every single winter, every single morning in the summer. I'm successful because I can live my life and then run this amazing business. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and he said, can you say the same? And I was like, no, (laughs) nope. Because I haven't seen my husband in three weeks and we live together. Mm -hmm. And it was at that point where I realized I was doing it backwards. I was building my business and not my life. And so in that moment, I was like, stop, I got to restructure it all. And I looked at my revenue. I was literally trading time for money. That was the only, the only thing I was doing was trading my own time for money. Yep. And the, the, you, you run out of time, you run out of time and you're in trouble. Yep. And so when I, at that point in time, I shifted everything and I completely pivoted everything. And then my new business was, is literally centered around that. And that's, that was, that's actually week number one mm. with coaching coaches is that everyone's just trying to just try to, you know, it's like when women lose weight, when I, when the number says this on the scale, yeah. I'll be happy. When, when the, my monthly figure is, is this, I'll be happy. When my yearly revenue is this, I'll be happy. And it's like, no, no, yep. you won't. Because I didn't become an entrepreneur to sit in this office 24 seven. I became an entrepreneur because when my brother showed up two hours ago with my nephews, I could drop everything yep. and hang out with them. You know, I became an entrepreneur because when my husband was homing during quarantine, I'm like, I don't want to work Friday. You don't want to work Friday. Let's go to, let's go paddleboard. Like, let's go out. And so that is my guiding force. And I think a really hard thing, I'm sure you've been in a similar place and people you coach is that when people become entrepreneurs, their worth is tied up into how much money they make. Totally. Their, Their confidence is, well, I have a half a million dollar business or I have this. And it's like amazing, but are you happy? Yeah. Like, are, are you happy doing the things that you want to do? And so that's, I get crystal clear on my life. And then I ask, what are the steps I need to take in my business to get me there? And if it's something that's not aligned with it, then I say no, no matter and so, what it is. And so how do you practically measure that? Because mm. that it, that's a pretty soft measurement in the sense of like, well, I want to be happy. I want to yeah. feel good. Uh, yeah. I want my 
personal. So like, do, do you have things in place or no? And I'm okay if you say no, because yeah. like, I've got all kinds of thoughts around this, but like, you know, <laughs> what is it for you that really allows you to kind of have that temperature gauge on, you know, uh, where you're at? Yeah. Well, I have a very clear vision. Like, and it's like, it's like written, it's on my vision board. It's like written. My husband knows it. Like I share it openly. I have a vision of what I want my life to be like, Mm. right? Like always. And like, that's my North star. Mm. And so I do, I do ask myself, like, does this feel good? Is this aligned? Every single thing I do, like I have a a woman who reached out to, to record a podcast on Sunday and I'm like, that's, that's not it. I can't, I I don't work Sundays. I, I will. I don't, I don't work Sundays. I don't care if it's, you know, Ed Milet that calls me is like, you want to do a podcast Sunday? I'm like, no, like I don't, that's, that's a non-negotiable, you know, like working before 10 AM is a non-negotiable. Like I I don't do it. I won't like, I just, my mornings are like my sacred, like I'm my dog and I go for like an hour walk. We're just out and about listening to music, singing, dancing. Like I've got those certain things that are just like, these are just my, my (laughs) non-negotiables. I got a strong yes, no list. And it really does. It's like, is this aligned? And I, 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 because of all the mindset work that I've done and that I continuously do. Like, I believe that our businesses can only grow to the extent that we do, which means our our income can only grow to the extent, our impact can only grow to the extent that we do. And so like through all of that self-development, I I am really in tune with like what is actually feels good and what's my ego being like, no, it's more money or just do it. It's better exposure. And so I always tune inward and I'm like, is this aligned? Is this aligned with what you want in, in the direction that we're going? Yeah. See, I mean, we, we, we just continue to like, I just continue to keep hearing and we just keep getting along more. I mean, like th- this is stuff that like I, I went all in on scrapping all my goals in 2019. And so yeah. for 20 years, I set goals, achieved goals, you know, most of them, some I wouldn't, whatever. And what I ended up realizing for myself was, or what I thought, and so I, I was going to put myself to the test first was like, I'm setting all these goals. If I achieve them, which again, you know, I I was doing a pretty decent job of doing that, uh, then I was happy. And then I would set another goal. And so it was like, it was, it was temporary. If I missed the goal, worst case scenario, I condemned myself for being a miserable slack, you know, that couldn't (laughs) hit the goal or, or, or best case scenario. Maybe this is the worst case scenario was, was, oh, you know what? I did everything I could, you know, I just need to move on and set another goal. And so yes. I was like, this is just not working for me. And so I decided that I was going to think about, okay, who do I really want to be? And yeah. what is the best version of that person look like? And I'm going to focus on nothing, but I call them functions, habits, and disciplines. And if that happened, I believed that I could live my best life. Yeah. And it happened. And I was going to say, how's it going? I'm oh dying to know. Like two, <laughs> so 2019 was the most financially successful year my businesses had had in eight years. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the most fulfilling my life had been Mm -hmm. in all that time. And that doesn't mean like April of 2019, I had my first massive anxiety attack ever. I crawled into a corner in my office and literally thought I was going to die for a minute. And I was crying. And so it's not that it was like all rainbows and unicorns, but I just, I was able to prove it. And so now one of the things that I do when I'm coaching people is I go, look it, we're not after finish lines. We're after freedom. And you can, you can, you can have goals, you can have finish lines. And I coach a lot of people to them, but they're always just a means to an end anyway, you know? And so I love that you say that. And and that has just got to be so freeing when people come into contact with you and start working with you and find like, wait a minute, I, I should enjoy my life. 
Like, yeah. you mean I don't have to like hate the <laughs> fact that I'm grinding all the time, but one day I get to say I'm a successful entrepreneur? Like that's yeah. a shitty life. And right? yet that's what most people chase because the yeah. money, the recognition, the accolade, like that looks really good on the surface. And by the yeah. way, people, most people lie when they say what they're really accomplishing in this world anyway. So don't believe it, right? But yeah. I yeah. just love that. Well, yeah. And it's, you know, I love what you said about, about the finish line, right? Because the reality is, is that there's only one human on this earth that's in charge of your finish line and it's yourself. And there's also only one person on this face of this earth that's in charge of what the word success means to you, yep. right? Like my definition of success is vastly different than yours or yep. anyone else's in this world. And the problem is that we're always moving the finish line and it's not even entrepreneurship. It's people who, you know, they, they got the job promotion, they've got this title and then, oh, well, wait a second. This is the new finish line. This is new finish line. And it's like, we're putting our worth into this doing and accomplishing instead of this being yep. who we are like who it is that we want to be and the family that we want to have and the, the lifestyle that we want to have. And that's where the magic is because, and you can, you said that like 2019 was the best year in your business. The funny thing is, and people are always like, it's it, no, it's not. It just happened for you guys. I'm not that way. It's like, that's just luck. The reality is, is when you live life that way, the finances increase, your impact increases, like happiness, all of it increases. And yeah, you've got bumps along the way, but when you let that be your North star, sky's the limit. Yeah. I mean, sky's the limit. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, as you alluded to, when you were talking about your own story, I think that, you know, what people realize is, is that, you know, I don't like that there's such a, a a negativity put on financial success and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, nice house, nice car. Like there's a lot negative caught up in that, but it's not all bad. But at the same time, I think more people need to believe not just here, but believe Mm -hmm. that, that is never going to truly fulfill us. And so we've got to find something beyond that. Now, maybe it's the feeling from driving around in the Maserati that yeah. like gets, gets you really good inside. Yeah. But like, that's where we've got to go. And yeah. so I just, I, I can only imagine that every single person based upon what I've heard so far that comes into contact with you and works with you has just got to, I mean, like the whole weight of the world has to come off their shoulders when they start yeah. working with you. Well, yeah. And that's the goal, right? Because it's, I mean, again, why do we get into entrepreneurship? If you ask, if you ask entrepreneurs, why they get into entrepreneurship, number one thing that usually comes out is impact. Like, Mm. which I'm like, amazing. (laughs) We can work together. You actually like, you have a good, you have a good North star, but the reality, I mean, everyone wants the income too. Like, you know, if I wanted, if I truly only wanted impact, I'd be a principal right now. I'd be impacting a school, a whole entire school, all of the communities, all of the families, and I'd be doing a great job. The reality is, is we want the income too. We, we do want the financial freedom. Like we, both of us, right? Like I grew up, I mean, I thought credit cards were like, I was like, wow, this is a gift. Like this is the most amazing thing. Like I can spend this money and it's not even, I don't have to have it. Like this yeah, is yeah. amazing, yeah. right? Like the monthly minimum was just like, I'm like, oh, well, it's only, it's only a $50 monthly minimum. When I mean, actually right before I, I started, right before I hired my first business coach, right before I started my business, I pulled myself out of $12,000 of credit card debt because I had such a horrible relationship with money. Yeah. And I, I genuinely, you know, the thought of having the freedom of being able to, to live a financial life, it, it was a huge pull factor into entrepreneurship. But one of the biggest lessons I learned at first was if you can't manage and appreciate a little, you're sure as hell not going to be able to manage and appreciate a lot. And I learned that very quickly in entrepreneurship. And yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, it is, it's something that someone's like, well, when I, when I hit this, when I make this much money, I'll be happy. It'll all be good. And it's like, no, 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 no. Look inward. You know it. Like, yeah. you know it inside. 
So, so how, how do people uh, kind of find their way into a relationship with you? Like where, mm-hmm. where are you finding them or are they finding you? And then what does the beginnings of that look like? Because uh, for them, that's got to be somewhat painful of a shift as it happens. So you've got <laughs> to have built a lot of trust with them. And so how does that all kind of go down? Yeah. So I, I mean, I, like I said earlier, like human connection is just my favorite thing. I mean, I, I, I love social media. I'm going to say social media. I'm going to say Instagram and social media. I love it because it is the modern way of connecting if you actually do it with intention. I mean, I, I can't, I can't connect with 3,500 people in person, right? but I can do it on Instagram. Right. And I also am constantly in masterminds. I'm always investing in myself, like getting, I live in Michigan. There's not too many entrepreneurs here. People think I'm really weird with what I do. Like they're like, (laughs) he does this thing online. You know, like my poor grandmother's like, you don't build a car. What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Right. You're not, you're not in the big three. Yeah. My grandma's like, she does things. She helps people on the internet. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) careful how you say that. (laughs) (laughs) Only certain people. They're not ideal clients. So, you know, I'll, I'm in, I'm in social media a lot. I My number one goal on social media is to provide value and impact. That's just it. So like all my content is going to be driven to help you grow your impact, scale your income. I'm marketing and networking in my masterminds constantly. It's just, it's, I've just, I need to be around people that lift me up. And so I'm always in there. And I, I believe, I mean, leadership one-on-one, right. Is, is trust. We just, we have to build the no like, and trust, whether you're trying to get people to work with you or not. It's like, we're all, all of us are living in this world and we all need help and we all can learn and grow and use each other. And so getting, trusting people and having people trust me is huge. I always have people's best interest always. Like my goal is like, if I can help you grow and scale your business without working with me, amazing, cool, great, incredible, go run, you know, get the tips and tricks that you need. And so that's, that's how people usually find me. And then, you know, how do people, when they first start working with me, you're right. It is an in unorthodox way, I guess you could say of like, wait a second, you don't want me, you're my business coach, but you don't want me to think about only think about revenue. I'm like, no, we're going to think about impact. And the way I always start it is I ask people, what are your, what are all of your goals? Like multifaceted goals. And I don't care. I don't want to hear your revenue goal. Don't tell me your revenue goal at all. Wait. Number one goal that you need to set is what do you want your life to look like? Like, what's your life? What are your life goals? Your one, you know, six month, one, two, five year life goals. And then I ask, what's your impact goal? Right. Cause there's your impact comes first. So do you want to impact a thousand people? You know, do you want to help a thousand people earn a hundred thousand dollars? Do you want to help a thousand people lose 20 pounds? Like what's your impact goal? And then the next one is what's your revenue goal. And we need to work all of those, but the, it, the, that's the order of importance. And every time that we start with that, everyone's like, Oh, it's like, it's like jaw dropping of Oh my God, I haven't even thought about an impact goal. Like, wait, I say that I want to make an impact, but I'm not thinking about impact. I'm only thinking about the fact that this human brings a dollar amount into my bank account. And when people make that shift, it's like, no wonder why it's so hard. Like, no wonder why I'm spinning my wheels because I'm sitting here wondering what's the perfect Instagram algorithm that can get me in the most people's, in front of the most people. It's like, no, 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 no. How can you impact the most people? Mm-hmm. Like that's it. That's where you start. And then the income comes. And so that, that exercise alone, first thing that we do first week together with any client, whether they're in the academy or one-on-one, that's the first thing that we do. And it's immediately, it's just like shifts of, yeah. Yep. Mm. Yep. So, so that, so the very, very first question around like, what do you want your life to look like? Yeah. Uh, what are some of the common like things that you're prodding on people? Because again, like I think that, 
professionally, we do this in organizations. And so if you've led an organization or if you've been a part of that, you know, annual meeting or whatever, we're talking about, you know, mission, vision, values, and how we're going to live that out and all that crock. Um, But uh, but we've never, most people have never even thought about what's my life's mission? You know, what, what, yeah. what is my vision for my life? What do yeah. I really value? And so what are some of the things that you start to kind of prod on people for to get them thinking like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I always, I always look inward for, so like you're number one, right? Like number one person in every, like it, it you have to look at yourself if you want to be a leader in mm-hmm. any space, like your energy, your health, like your life, your happiness, your mood, all of those things. So like, what do you want you to look like is number like you, how do you want to feel? And then family, you know, what does your relationship look like? If you're, if you don't have kids, what does your marriage look like? If you do have kids, what is, what does your family look like? You know, is it sitting down to do, to eat dinner every night? Is it, is it, exploring on the weekends, you know, if you're single, like what, what is the life, you know, relationship wise. And then I look at usually finances, like, like not how much money do you want to bring in, but a lot of entrepreneurs are in debt. A lot of entrepreneurs, I would be willing to bet that like 95% of entrepreneurs come into entrepreneurship and their, their finance mindset and their relationship with money is rooted in scarcity and lack. And they just think that, you know, okay, this will solve it. And so we get crystal clear on that. Like, what does a debt-free life really look like for you? What is financially free? Because everyone's like, I want to be financially free. Okay. So what does that really mean? You know, what is freedom? You being able to work from anywhere. What does that really mean? I mean, do you really want to, have you ever tried to work on a laptop outside of a pool? Because it's horrible. It's a horrible idea. Like the <laughs> reflection, it never works. The computer overheats. Like, what does that really mean to you? And yeah. so we really like dive deep into that. Mm. And you're right. So many people are like, I've never thought about this. I've just, it's just the dollar amount. I've never thought about what I want this to be. And as an, as an entrepreneur who runs their own business, like you get to paint that picture. Like you get to create that, you get to dream big. And so that's, that is where, where it all, like the layers that we uncover are really deep within that. And do you attract, um, I mean, I, I know you said impact driven people and businesses, but is there any one type of person uh, that you really seem to attract more than others as you think about like that, I don't even want to say the ideal client that you're targeting, even though it could be the same person, but like who that yeah. person typically is. Yeah. It's usually coach. It's usually people who are online coaches, like they're coaching either nutrition, uh, personal training. I've got a couple of people doing business, uh, a writing coach. Like it's, it's usually coaches who, mm-hmm. who want to learn how to then coach and impact more people. Uh-huh. and grow their business in that way. Because a lot of times with coaches, the only way in which we're teachers, the only way in which we know how to teach or coach people is just one-on-one. Uh-huh. It's like, well, I can help him one-on-one. And it's like, well, do you want to build your business with a bunch of one-on-one? Because I'll tell you, I did it. I had 52 clients. It was great. I was helping a lot of people, but I was miserable and I had no energy and I was an anxious mess all the time. Wait, 52? So, For real? Yeah. Like at oh, one yeah. time? Yeah. That's when I had that conversation with my friend who was like, so what, what are you doing? Yeah. 52 people, one-on-one. No way. Yeah. Oh yeah. I swear to you. It was, it was because when I was a teacher, I was getting my master's degree and Mm -hmm. and my ed specialist degree. And so, I mean, like grinding was what I did since 2014 when I went back to school, right? Like just like grinding and just like, like it, it was literally don't look up blinders on. And so like, that was it. And so of course, right. Like 52, I traveled to California and I was like, oh my God, time zones are different. What, what time's this call? And I was, it, it was a, uh, it was a complete 
I don't, looking back, I'm like, how'd you do that? How'd you do that? But it was the only thing I knew. It was the yeah. only thing I knew how to do. My one business oh, coach wow. that I had at the time, that was the only thing he specialized in. And so what did I do? Just go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, wait a second, I'm doing it wrong. I'm trading time for money. I'm not able to really fully impact in the way I want because I don't have the time to fully impact in the way that I want. And yeah. so that's when I realized that things needed to change. There's no amount of money in the world that would ever get me to coach <laughs> half that many people one-on-one. Yeah, I know, right? That's yeah, that's crazy. why I work with three people. And that's I, that's all I'll, I will work with is those three people. I will not like, and, you know, talk about boundaries. I will, I've had people ask, hey, can I work with you one-on-one? And I'm like, I'm, they're, I mean, they're willing to pay full price. They will pay up front. They're like, one, a guy I just talked to, he's like, come on, like, I'll, I'll pay you $1,000 more a month for it. And I'm like, I so value you, but my one client will be up at the end of July and let's revisit then. Like, and, and that's my hard boundary of like, if mm-hmm. I bring on one more person, then I told myself I was cutting off at three and so I'll cut off at three. And so, yeah, it's, that was a hard lesson to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And so your one-on-one clients, do they have set time durations uh, that you cycle them through or as long as they want to go, they go. And if they just so happen to drop or finish or whatever, then you bring on another one. Yeah. Yep. So they will, I'll do a six month commit. And so okay. usually we're, I mean, some of them will continue on. Some of them are like, Nope, six months. I'm good. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of depends on the person. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a hard boundary that I just set of just like, Nope, we're, we're at three. Like I told my husband, I won't take on more than three. Like when I say things out loud, I'll, I'll follow through with them. You know, if yeah. I keep them inside, I'm like, no, I never yeah. said that. Like, oh, no, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or, you know, a lot of people say that and really all the only reason they're saying that is, you know, because then they're creating scarcity thought, scarcity thoughts in other people and people are like three only, I got to get in. I got to work with her because she only takes three people. That's it. That's the magic. That's the magic wand that we were talking about earlier. That's how you do it. That's exactly how you do it. <laughs> That's so good. Okay. So people can't work with you one-on-one because you're full. Um, but, uh, so, uh, tell me a little bit about the impact Academy, what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm sure it's, you know, similar types of people, but what does that look like and and how are people uh, involved there? Yeah. So the impact income Academy is an Academy that I run. I'll run it two more times this year, like this calendar year. So what that is, is a 12 week program. It's a 12 week Academy where we are going through and we're building your impact, scaling your income as a result. So there's three pillars in the pillar. Number one is leadership you know, leadership, that's, that's really what you are as an entrepreneur when you're changing people's lives is you're a leader. What we said earlier, what's a leader unlocking the greatness in other people. And so typically entrepreneur, we don't realize that we are leaders or how to leverage leadership. And so pillar one is building your leadership and growing your leadership. Pillar two is all things money. So pricing your hourly rate, what does your sales funnels look like? What do, what does your launch calendar look like? You know, like when are we bringing in money? When are we not? What's your expenses? You know, all, all things money and finances. And then pillar three is what I like to call intuitive strategy. So, so many, so many people are like, well, just tell me the strategy to post on Instagram or tell me the strategy on sales calls. And it's like, yeah. So the strategy is that, you know, yourself as a leader, you know, your ideal client so well that you, your strategy is actually within you. And how are you going to impact that person? Right. So I can tell you, I, I will, I will teach you about Instagram. I'll teach you about Instagram stories. I'll teach you about emails. Like, of course I'll teach it all. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the most powerful thing in the world and how you're most successful is when you actually tune inward and use your God given gifts and monetize those God given gifts and, and lead with the impact. And that's the strategy, the magic wand that everyone always wants. And so 12 weeks, we work through those three pillars in a whole host of different ways. 
very community driven weekly calls with me, uh, weekly group calls where we're learning, we're getting live coaching, and then you've got the group. And then after that, everyone has the option to go into a grad program where they stay with me and they still have access to the calls. And we're just kind of, you know, helping in the way that we can see fit. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And so that's an every 12 weeks, you're launching uh, another one. So that's yep. a new group of people. And then sounds like so then the overall community continues to build as people want to stay on and participate. Mm-hmm. So what's the long term impact? I yeah. gotta know. My long term impact? Yeah. Like yeah. My, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna help 10,000 people make okay. over $100,000 in their business. And, and when I get there, it'll be a hundred thousand people. But you know, I, I, I see a big picture and I have to, I got to scale back. I can't, that's how I work. Yeah. What was there anything special about 10,000 or it just sounded like a good round number to start with? <laughs> well, there's special about a hundred thousand, right. Is because so many people are like, well, when I have a six figure business and so many people are just like, if I could just create my own six figure business, that'd be amazing. So mm. that's, that's number one. Um, and then 10,000 is just it. The number scares me to be honest with you. I'm like a thousand. I'm like, okay, like give me a couple years. I'll get that. You know, like, like I'll just, yep, this'll be it. And as I grow, I'll be growing. Like I'm going to be having a mastermind as a part of this as well. And I'm going to have a summit and a, you know, probably when, when we can open the world back up and have a summit, you know, so there'll be multiple aspects of the business and you know, a thousand. I'm like, that's, that's doable. Like I got that. And when I thought about 10,000, I was like, Ooh, that really it's a hundred thousand, but like 10,000 is the first time is the first one. So and it, that's 10,000 entrepreneurs. Like, you know, the ripple effect, the most amazing yeah. thing is that the ripple effect. And that's what like, what like actually makes me cry when I really think about it is the fact that if I'm able to impact an entrepreneur's life who is driven to impact someone, like what's the ripple effect of yeah. that? And that in and of itself is just like, wow, that's what I get to do. <laughs> like that's, that's what I get to do every single day. And so that's, that's the impact goal. Hmm. No, Take- I have to ask you now, if you had an impact goal, what would your impact be? <clears throat> yeah. So I just, I haven't got there yet in the sense that, so my goal right now from a numbers perspective is I want to build a business encompassed of 50 employees. Uh, So uh, let me preface this by saying, so when COVID happened, um, I watched employees that were paycheck dependent Mm. that were being discarded because executives were protecting their salaries. They were protecting their businesses, finances, which again, in and of itself, isn't always the worst thing, but I was just watching people being discarded because they weren't valued for what they had contributed to get the business to that point. Mm. So my commitment over the next five years is to hire 50 people of which I have one employee right now, 50 full-time employees that are contributing to my business so that when, not if, but when we have another economic downturn as a result of whatever it may be in this country, I will be able to sacrifice my own income and my own security in order to save those 50 people so they can continue to sustain their lifestyle in the midst of something that normally they would be discarded. Yes. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Because it's true, right? It's it's true that something hits and then the organization's profitability is trumps the humans that got the organization to be there. Yep. Yep. And, you know, there's a lot of other things that come into play there, but you know, that that's really the big one I'm focusing because um, again, I just, I feel like that's something that I can directly impact people that I am, you know, face to face with on a regular basis. So yeah, that's amazing. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, 
All right, Jen. So I have had fun. Um, I like you way more than I did before. <laughs> and I liked you a lot when we first started talking. It's just gotten like so much better. So um, I definitely, you know, we're going to have to stay connected. Um, oh, yeah. How can other people get connected to you? What are some of the best ways? Like talk about lighten up Instagram. So they've got to go follow you there. Oh, yeah. The, um, the Jen Kennedy um, is where, you, where I'm on Instagram. Okay. I'll tell you. Everyone's like, the Jen Kennedy? I'm like, yeah, Jen Kennedy is a very popular name. So it's the Jen Kennedy. <laughs> on Instagram is, is really where I'm at all the time. I mean, I, you, you could visit the website, Your Impact, Your Income, if you wanted to. And I would certainly respond. But if you really want to see what it is that I do, Instagram's the place. Mm. Okay. So Instagram's the place. Uh, when's the next launch of the Academy coming? The next launch of the Academy will be done really mid-July, mid so a few weeks out. Okay. So a couple of weeks out, which is probably right about when this podcast is going to drop. Perfect. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Make sure you follow Jen there. Um, anything else you want to leave us with as parting wisdom before we, we go bye-bye for the day? <laughs> I know. I've loved it. I've loved it. I would say, I mean, anything, you know, like just always, always tune inward. You know, are you, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, just always, we don't realize how many choices and how much control we actually do have. Yeah. And you know, we're, we're in a world where it's heavy there's a lot of heaviness and we, you know, we're going into an election. So like the heaviness is only, yeah, I don't care what worse. side of the fence you're on that, that heaviness is only going to continue throughout the end of the year. And so, yep. you know, tune inward and, and ask yourself, who do I want to be at the end of it? And then use your, your internal as the guiding, the guiding North star and yeah. you will not be steered in the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, guys, you know that I, I get quite charged up and entertained uh, when, uh, when I get into really good conversations. Uh, this one, I, I said it at the beginning, uh, you know, from the time that Jen and I were introduced and the first conversation, we just hit it off and there was a lot of energy in our conversation and it continued on through this. Um, though I don't know her outside of the conversation we've just had, I would definitely say looking at her and you can watch this on video when it goes live on YouTube. Um, you know, I believe with all my heart that you can trust what she says, that she's doing the right thing. And so much of what she said resonates with everything you hear me talk about all the time. So if nothing else, go follow her on Instagram, get connected to her. Uh, but dig deeper. I mean, if you've heard something today around some gap that you have, some struggle you have as it relates to uh, running your business, mm -hmm. reach out. I mean, it never hurts to ask questions. You never know what you're going to find as the result of that. So, so Jen, true. thank you so much. Just so much fun thank today. You. Really appreciate you. I learned a lot. You impacted my life. Oh. And so thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I've loved it. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up another episode of the podcast. As always, feedback is welcomed, appreciated, and desired. So any thoughts, questions, concerns you have, hit up Jen, reach out to me. Please, please, please just continue to share with me anything that I can do to add value to you. And as I try to say as often as possible, if you want the most out of life that you live, desire to be the best version of yourself. With that, peace. Thank you for listening to Authentic Conversations with Ryan James Miller. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and share it with others. To connect with Ryan and learn more, visit ryanjamesmiller.com.